0: Music Appreciation What's good guys? It is Scoobert Dubert here Continuing our conversation Our one-sided conversation About AI and music Generative AI I actually just finished making album art For a little STEM project That I'll talk more about later Using weird dolly magic, plugging in stuff and getting it to spit out weirder stuff. And every time I interact with AI, I feel, wow, this is neat. But is it much more than that? The case that I was trying to make on that last podcast was go interact with it. Don't let a blog or a podcast or whatever overhype this thing. Go try it because i think what you'll end up finding out is that the boring stuff is super underwhelming once the once the shine kind of wears off so like for example one of the examples was capybara in a space suit and it, it did it pretty well you know that was that was one of the things that open ai creator was trying to say hey try try something like this or album art with stained glass and you know it's fine it's not something that anyone would ever release, but it's fine. The magic starts to come out when you start getting creative yourself and pushing the machine in ways that it doesn't necessarily want to be pushed. And I want to create an analogy to distortion. So, rock guitar distortion, big old brash guitar chords, compare that to jazz guitar or early um, electric guitar that distortion ends up creating the sound. It's a new tool, and the best part about that new tool is when it gets pushed into an unexpected way. It wasn't necessarily, you know, like, these amps and stuff weren't necessarily intended to be overdriven, to be distorted. Just, like, listen to those words. Those sound highly negative. In the same way that these algorithms, these AI um, platforms they're not necessarily made to uh, respond to prompts in the ways that output the coolest stuff. So like, instead of just writing a sentence, maybe start giving it weird stream of consciousness. And that's where, you know, like... Like there are lots of hands. The hands are dripping on the floor, raining eyeballs, like these weird, like in a surrealist Salvador Dali style, but watercolor, you know, like these kind of like contradictory and floaty things. And with enough repetition, you can kind of be like, yes, like this, but change this part of the image to be like this. And now, now you're having a conversation with this thing. And then it's it, you're you're seeing it transcend from being a, you know, I hand this over to the robot, the robot outputs a thing, and I take it and go do the work. Instead, it becomes a conversation between the two. But that sounds weird, right? Because it's AI, but take away the label, and then it starts to make more sense. I have a conversation with my guitar. It responds in certain ways, I respond in certain ways to that. I change the pickup, I change the amp, I change the setting, I add more, take away distortion, and now my playing actually shifts as well, because it's an input-output feedback loop. And that's what I'm trying to say with the coolest stuff with AI is that. And so I say all of this to go back to my original point. This is neat, but is it much more than that? Because I actually think that the developers, the people that are working on this stuff, are missing the whole point of music creation. It's just like how, you know, like the metaverse kind of misses the point of like traveling or doing stuff with friends. It's like like only a certain type of person would think that strapping goggles on in a room and flailing your limbs about would be the same as like actually going to play pickleball with somebody. Which like more and more people are playing now. I don't think there's a coincidence. Like they tried to make that a metaverse thing. And now it's like, people are, nah. I actually want to just go play with someone. Or like how colonizing Mars kind of misses the point. It's neat. I would like to see that happen. But is that worth prioritizing over saving the planet? I mean, like, we, this escapist, this myth of like futurism, I think ends up getting in the way of actually being more human. And allowing these tools to integrate rather than redefine. And we as consumers, as users, as creators, as artists, we get to have a lot of say in that discussion. We shouldn't just be led by these tech moguls off the cliff. And I also think that we deserve some blame. Like I think that musicians have done a very, very bad job at telling our story. We've done a bad job at claiming our worth, our honor, and our art. And I actually think that we've been like complicit in some of the things that, I don't know, we have our own myths about, like the the greedy businessman or whatever. But in reality, too long, artists have just given up their story to the business people and said, yes, make me successful. And then they rail against it. When really they should have never given that up in the first place. Like, if you, if you turn over your entire persona, your entire identity, your, all of your socials, all of your things, and then you complain about where it goes, it's like, are you not somewhat complicit in that too? It makes me think about Jimi Hendrix saying, music is a religion. But do we end up doing a good job of spreading that good word, right? Or like believing in it? And I, I think that now is the time to start to sort this out and have these conversations because... If we're going to do it it better happen now otherwise music is gonna go off the cliff we have to reframe music what are our like needs what are our goals and then by doing that that'll help inform the tool makers the developers so they can focus their efforts on making tools instead of trying to take the job or eliminate the creator like could you imagine uh, the a guitar like a guitar company going the way of the player piano it doesn't even need a guitarist anymore look at this magical device they're not even going to do that because no one wants it nobody even really wanted a player piano <laughs> you know like it's it's like this thing in engineering of like just because we can doesn't mean we should and we need to be a part of that conversation with generative AI. Artists do. Creators. It's not even content. It's like spreading like the essence of the universe into things. Like That's not just content. That's creation. Focus on that side. And instead of saying, like, okay, let's just have the AI do it, it's like, let's not run away from it, but let's recategorize it. Talk about it as a conversation with creative people. And so how do we get out of this? You know, how do we get out of the commodification, the commodification and trivialization, those are hard words, trivialization of music. In part, that's been driven by tech platforms, but I would also say that we've been willfully complicit in this too. I have as well. I'm not pointing fingers. I'm joining in. Like think about what internet 2.0 even is, you know, it's content delivery, it's like trying to get get the user to be addicted to a platform. And they do that by having entertaining stuff on it. But the tech platforms don't actually make the entertaining stuff. Instead, like early YouTube, what did they do? They just allowed pirated content to be on it. Early Facebook video, they just allowed pirated content to be on it. And by doing that, they brought people to the platform. And they go, oh, no, we're going to clean up our act. <laughs> but in order to clean up your act, you have to start paying some creators. So that's how you get, you know, PewDiePie and all these people that become like big YouTubers. Because the, the platforms themselves realized that they built their platform, they built their notoriety on pirated work. And that wasn't going to last forever. And so they used all of that money <laughs> to rebuy us. And I'm not necessarily saying that that's, like, there's anything we can necessarily do about that. But I think we have to understand, like, where we've been, how we've been complicit in it, how we continue to be complicit in it. And then try and take back our power. You know, it's the third parties, it's the artists that end up filling the platform with meaning. It's like, what makes an iPhone an iPhone? Delete all of the apps and eliminate the internet usage? Like Say that you, you have no phone plan, you have no Wi-Fi, and you have no apps. Is your iPhone entertaining? A lot of that is like it's, it's a portal, and the portal is to our souls. So if you look at it from their perspective, the best way to do it the best way to like save themselves is to eliminate the creators entirely. Just have it be all AI content, because <laughs> then they own it all. They own the platform and the content. But to me, that's like that's like antimatter. <laughs> you know, it's like the opposite of art, anti-art. And um, those things need to be separate. I know that I'm being a little bit dramatic. But all this stuff, I think, with AI, you got to be careful. We've watched a million sci-fi movies, (laughs) just about this. And if we screw up, it's not necessarily that we're going to create Skynet. It's that we could kind of lose an essential part of being human. We could lose essential like part of music and, and and art. It's like, for example, have you seen those tight little TikTok videos that are like, here's how I made my song. And it's 30 seconds and they deconstruct their work as though it took them 30 seconds to make the song. Or the videos that you see of people like YouTube videos in the studio where everyone's just like vibing and they're acting like, wow, magic's just flowing out. Just set up the microphone and it's going. But in reality, they're all lip syncing and they already recorded the song. And there's like hour after hour after hour of trying to channel something, failing, failing, and parcel, partially succeeding, always just partially succeeding. You know, even the people that say, oh, yeah, I wrote this song in 30 minutes. I've been there. I've written songs fast. It's never that fast. It's like, think about all of the stuff that you had to do to get to the point where you could synthesize an idea that you had into a, you know intangible asset that quickly. So all of that, add that in. And then think about all of the other stuff that goes around it. So it's like, I built a recording studio over the course of 10 years. I developed my skills over the course of 15. And then I wrote a song in 30 minutes, but then it took us three weeks to record it and then mix it and then master it. And we involved, you know, 20 different people all to do album art and and arranging and play on it. It's like, it did it really take 30 minutes. Like stop, you know, stop trivializing it. This this stuff takes a lot of effort. It takes a lot of time. And I don't want to be so dismissive about it. And I'm saying this for fans, for myself, you know, it's like, I'm going to make these videos. I know I am, but it's, it's a false narrative that we're playing into in exchange for some likes. And it's, it's like kind of sad. And it's kind of like, let's treat it with a little bit more respect. Both of us, fans, artists, everybody. And these platforms, they reward it. They demand it. And they preach the narrative of you can't be successful without us. You have to pay your tithe. And I do it too. But I'm saying like, if we can see it for what it is, then maybe we can view the platforms just like we do AI, just like we do instruments as another tool, something to have a conversation with. It's not not something to sell your soul to. Not something to go all in on, not something to rely on say Facebook's going to be the thing the the Meta is going to be the thing that's going to make me successful or even Spotify you know it's like that putting all of your eggs in that basket is just it's supposed to be a conversation it's supposed to be a partnership rather than a turning over of the keys and again I'm 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 all about going fast AI promises near instant creation but I don't want to go fast and make crap The fast is not even as much about the output, even though I've talked about that a lot. It's more about being fast to clear roadblocks, you know, like finding, channeling a flow state, getting in that vibe where time just disappears. That's the reason to go fast is because you're trying to, as quickly as possible, get into that heightened state of awareness so that you can make decisions that you couldn't make otherwise because you're in the flow, you're in the vibe. You create an idea, and then that idea ends up building its own momentum, its own inertia, and then you follow it all the way through. And if AI can help me do that more, awesome. But if it takes that away from me, that's like one of the main reasons why I am alive. It's like that is, that is the point of creativity for me, is that state being there. You take that away from me, we got a problem. <laughs> So what I mean by like its own gravity is the idea, the nugget, ends up going on a journey through the unexpected. You allow that idea to sprout, to reveal itself, and then always imperfectly actualize because it has to be filtered through the imperfections of my musicianship, my inability to do certain things that are in my head. But that's part of the magic. You turn all of that over, Does the magic continue to exist? I just listened to Marvin Gaye's What's Going On, and I thought that was a perfect example of a non-AI record. (laughs) There's so much soul and synergy and like an essential little wisp of that time period, that era, the struggle and in that recording, it's not just breath. It's not just soul. It's everybody is, is so at the top of their game, but also so loose, listening to each other, vibing, creating groove, creating an entire sonic statement across every single one of those tunes that makes it feel like a record, a synergy, an energy, something that it would just be impossible to generate because it takes all of these other people that have all put decades into their craft into who they are to their sense of musicianship into their lived experience and through their ability to communicate with others their ability to set up microphones and mix this stuff all of that comes together to create a record like what's going on and it's enabled by geniuses that helped to create the tools that they were able to abuse as artists. The microphones, the preamps, the instruments, the manufacturing is super crucial because this stuff doesn't happen with that stuff. And so that, but what I'm trying to say is that we got our lanes. And if we focus more on our lanes, so say that I focus more on creating and less on developing like plugins... And they build a tool that can help me develop a plugin that I have an idea for. There we go. That's synergy. Why don't we talk about AI in that way? In part because I think we've diminished the musician, which is why I have this podcast. I want the audience to expect more out of their artists. And I want artists to expect more out of themselves. And I want to break down the the roadblocks. It's time to love music more. It's been time. It's like we're late to this appointment that we've always had. So audience people. I'm talking to myself as well because I'm an audience member. I'm trying to ignore the charts, ignore the algorithms, and just hunt for what moves me. And then also celebrate and support the tools that help that to be created, performed and consumed. I'm not trying to hate on any of this stuff. Just trying to put it into its proper kind of hierarchy, its order. Because when we let things spill in, we lose something. And I think that the response should be for us, real human artists, to demand it, to push back. Where's the soul? What's going on? Let's get weirder. Let's get more spiritual. Let's get less deductive this is something that I've been thinking about with uh, collaborations because I was talking with human Barbie about that, about there's like a deductive nature. So of super logical way of speaking about ideas that happens in collaborations. And I actually think that that we need to get away from that a little bit, just as, as performers, as writers, as creators, um, we need to be able to like come up with an intuitive idea like almost a stream of consciousness. <laughs> like that, that's what I'm trying to channel in my music is the unexpected. The stuff that I probably couldn't collaborate on because it is just that, it's that thing. You can shape it later, you can edit it or whatever. But trying to make something that isn't like a negotiation. Oh, is this line stronger than that line? Oh, we, let's rethink this whole thing. But instead it's like you write all of it all at once and then you release it and you move on to another one. That's, to me, is like the answer as a creator to AI. It's not to get more deductive. It's not to get more logical. It's to get less, to allow yourself to be in those flow states rather than in states of like math. So as tool makers, as the geniuses that you are. Build us some tools so that we can stay in that flow state. Make Pro Tools not crash anymore. Dang it. (laughs) Allow the artists to breathe genius into the work and use AI as a means to help them breathe deeper. Let's change the goal from making a computer compose To creating tools for composers to compose, become a force multiplier for us. You know, it's like I don't think that there should be any shame of looking at your code as a tool. It's like I don't know if anybody's watched Bleach. It's a great anime. Um, They have these. They have these swords. They're like basically like um, death. The Grim Reaper kind of thing. Um, uh, They so they have these swords, and the sword itself is like has has a soul, and then the wielder of it has a soul, and then when they're able to resonate, they take it to that higher level. I feel the same thing with guitars. You know, it doesn't feel like they're it's like an inanimate thing, and that's what makes it so hard to sell a guitar. You know, talk to a guitarist, how many have they sold, and a lot of them will lament. Like, I remember my guitar teacher in ninth grade or something lamenting how he had to sell his black telly uh, to pay rent. And it kind of feels like selling a kid or something (laughs) to pay rent, you know? It's dark, but it feels like there's a soul in the guitars. And when I was in Bozeman, Montana, I went to a music store there, Music Villa, and I got to play some guitars with souls. And it was very hard to walk away from them, even though they were $8,000. But there's no sales tax in Bozeman, Montana. So I'll be back someday when I get that eight grand. Not now. (laughs) Probably not for a little while. Maybe if you uh, have your friends five-star raid my, I guess, I don't know, listen to my music. Um, But it's, it's, it's difficult. It's difficult to describe the interaction that you have with your instrument. And I, I believe that I kind of have that with Pro Tools, you know, it's, it's mean to me sometimes, but I can, I can get in the flow. There's flow state there. It's, it's software that I, I've, I've come to understand so much, even though it rips me out of it every once in a while. So what, what can AI do with that? Like, could it, that be the next, next, next level? where it's like actually kind of as close to having a soul because this thing is so freaky smart and it has such processing power? I don't know. But like, how, how do I get it to a point where I could say, hey, AI assistant, can you bounce out all my stems for me instead of spending 16 hours today doing that? You know, that'd be nice. Or could I say, hey, AI assistant, could you um, make a synth pad on this part that is reminiscent to my other songs? It does it and I can tweak it. You know, give me a starting point based on all of the other stuff that I've been doing for the last three years. Give me that. Art is there to challenge, it's there to draw out, to enhance life, to make us dance, to think, and then stop thinking, influence our mood, and then send the listener into a trance, in the same way that the artist was in a trance when they created it, ideally. Ideally. And that's part of the beauty of a great live record. You can be like lifted up and placed in the audience if you're in the right state of mind and it's recorded and produced well enough. If it's a moment. It's like looking into a painting. Have you ever had that experience where you look into a painting and it feels like you're staring into the soul of the painter? Where it's so much more than just an image, photorealism. That's what I, one of the things I like about Impressionism so much is it's so explicitly... Not explicit. So I don't want to trivialize the tools. But the most important thing is the resonance of the artist with the tool. I saw a really cool, um, I don't remember where it was from. It was a cool folk instrument that was literally just a flute that played one note. But the way that you perform with it is you blow into that note and then you sing another note. So it's almost like a drone that's punctuating. So the the vocalist and the flute are almost sharing vocal cords. It's an extension of the vocal cords of the vocalist. And I thought, how cool is that? To integrate the human body with the tool in such an interesting way. And in some bizarre senses, that's a cyborg, right? That's like a tool, a machine and a man combined together to create a greater thing. But it's literally just a hollowed out reed that you're singing into. But I I think that that should be, I don't know, like kind of what we're pointing our ships towards instead of like, let's let the computer compose it all. And this is going to get a little philosophical as though the rest of the podcast hasn't been. There is meaning behind this. We talked about that. For the last few pods about does music have worth and I'll probably keep asking artists and and people that come on the pod about that but I f- strongly believe that it does because like it requires perception for things to exist like you can't have direction to things if there isn't a focal point point. and music is the ultimate like connection of nature and intelligence. We're organizing sound, we're organizing waves. You know, people say that, you know, man is the universe experiencing itself, the, the bones in, in our body and the minerals came from the belly of stars, which came from the big bang. So it's this continuity of all energy flowing into a person and then we're pushing energy back out by singing into a flute. So if we're the reflection of everything that's been created, and then we're creating again, the question of whether or not music has worth is the question of whether or not matter matters, or energy has energy. Of course it does. It's a ridiculous statement. I reject nihilism, because I think that it's half-baked, and I want to get out of this stupid postmodern world, the world of Donald Trump, the world of Putin. These people are postmodernists to me through and through. They break stuff down, they see no value in it. As a trash truck drives by, and I talk into my mic, going on to 25 minutes. I'm trying to say that. All of this music that we make, all of the statements that we try and pull out, all of the trance states and flow states that we fall into and try to pull people into as well, that helps us see the point of it all. And if more people see the point of it all, then I think that the world will be a much better place because we'll be bought in. The people that don't see the point are the people that hurt people. I think that music can be a bridge to where things actually are, where stuff matters, where people being hurt hurts, where doing good is good, simple stuff. But it's weird that modern philosophy has deluded so many people from thinking that good is good, because what is good? That's why I start every podcast asking you that question. One last thing, Um, Michelangelo, artist and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle, once said, I saw the angel in the marble and I only set it free. And that's a lot of times what I think getting into that flow state really is. Is you let the idea breathe. An idea that's kind of always been there, or has always been inside of you, and you let it come out. Even if it's not a great idea, still give it wings. Not all angels are. <laughs> have multiple eyes and multiple heads. And I'm not sure that an AI is going to really be able to get that yet. And if they ever do, I think it will be through collaboration. In the same way that what's going on was a collaboration. Collaboration. I would rather to have the tools to let the angel out of the marble than to have a machine that 3D prints angels. <laughs> if you enjoy this podcast, uh, please rate me five-star, like I said earlier. help people find it. And share it with your friends. And you can check out my music at pizza. You can hear my work. See if it's worth all of this nonsense. <laughs> and I'll be here. I'll be here all week. Um, I'll be here forever, Hopefully. Um, not literally, but figuratively, and maybe literally with the podcast, at least until, um, until all the servers rebel in the AI revolution. And we're going to have some really cool guests coming up pretty soon. Um, I think I got one more week of, uh, some, some of this AI talk <laughs> in me. Maybe I'll talk about, uh, some other stuff like organization, you know, the, the complete opposite next week and then we'll start uh, having some more guests on here some really interesting people and i'll I'll ask them about their takes on this stuff because it's it's a it's a weird subject it'll be changing every single week and i am fully prepared to listen back on this in five years and um smile at my naivete thanks for listening talk to you guys next week